Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Courtney Holly, the voice of Allison Moretti. I want to talk to you about supporting Boom and Observer Pictures. This show exists because of you, the listener. Supporting us through Patreon will help ensure we always give you the best quality show we can. As a patron, you'll get exclusive episodes and merchandise, discounts at the Teespring shop, peeks behind the scenes, and much more. And it all starts at just $2 a month. So please visit boom.observerpictures.com and click on Become a Member to join Patreon today. Observer Pictures presents Boon, a serial drama podcast, written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is episode 17, Truth. It's Friday morning, two days after Myra told Porter they needed to wait. Porter parks his car in the employee lot at Music City Computers. A black car he doesn't recognize occupies the space next to his. He completely misses the police car at the side of the building. As he grabs his bag from the back seat, detectives Haley and Santos come out the back door, followed by two uniformed officers. One of the officers is carrying a banker's box. Mr. Owens, aren't you a little late for work? What are you doing here? Is that my stuff? Not all of it. You can't just take my stuff. Actually, we can. We have a warrant, Porter. We'll be seeing you soon, I'm sure. Have a wonderful day. Oh, hey, Porter, what's up? Cut the bullshit, Harry. Harry, cover the front. Sure thing. Porter, my office. Please? Yeah, just let me put my stuff down. No, no need for that. Just come on in. You want to fill me in? On what? On what? They were here earlier in the week asking all kinds of questions, and today they come in with a warrant to search your desk and locker. What happened at the Miller office? Shit, Dan, nothing happened. I went out there, I found the virus, I fixed it, I came back. Nothing out of the ordinary? No. You sure? Dan, I didn't plant a bomb in that office if that's what you're trying to ask. I didn't mean that... I'm gonna need you to take some days off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can't be here right now. I, I can't send you out on calls. Then, then I'll just work in the back. I, I'll no, be no, you'll just be a distraction. Dan, please, please don't do this. I need to be here. I need to work. It's paid leave. Don't worry. You have some vacation days. No, that's not what I meant. I. This helps me. Working helps me, please. I'm sorry, Porter. I gotta think about everybody else, too. This is better. Take a week off. Maybe take a road trip or something. <laughs> yeah, I can't leave the state. Oh, 
Well, um, just relax for the week. I mean, that should be enough time for this to, you know, go away. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You're still my computer whisperer. Fuck you, Dan. Hey, Dax. I got your message. You want to go for a run? Sure. I need to get out of the house anyway. Centennial. The lot by the Parthenon? Yeah. An hour work for you? Yep. See you then. He didn't fire you, though. No. That's good. I guess, but... I mean, I'd rather be at work. I need the distraction. You need to talk to Myra. Not right now, man. Really? I'm pretty sure not right now is why you're not getting married. Yeah, I really fucked that up royally. <laughs> you sure did. But what? Am I supposed to lie to you? Maybe a little. Shit. Sorry. Actually, no. Not sorry. You've been a complete jackass. I'm surprised she didn't break up with you earlier. Fuck, man. What? You honestly didn't realize what you've been doing? Yeah, I know. Nope. No excuses. Anxiety issues or not, you gotta treat people better. I know. I know. I don't think you do. You've been a jackass. To me, to Myra, and especially to Luke. Fuck him. But why, man? Why? He just... He... Shit. His behavior is nothing new. He's always been aggressive, impulsive, and a little narcissistic, but, you know, that's him, and he's our friend. No, he's not. Not after what he did to Jen. Wait, what? Uh, I met Myra, after what he did to Myra. All right, let's get back to the run, all right? Hold up. Look, I misspoke. I just want to run, okay? Let's talk later. No, we're talking now. You didn't just misspeak. Yeah, I did. Porter, no, you didn't. I know you. You, you don't do that. I think this is a good time to talk. Let's step off the path. There's a bench over there. Let's sit. I don't want to sit. Fine. Don't sit. But we're talking. I don't want to. Honestly, I don't care. I've spent a long-ass time placating you. I'm done. You're talking. All right. He told you something at that engagement party, didn't he? He did something when they were dating. Damn it, I, I knew something was up with that. Wait, you knew they dated? Yeah. Jen called me after they broke up. Huh. I, I didn't know that. She said he made her feel uncomfortable, but they were still friends. I, I couldn't get more, but... Shit. What did he do? Nothing while they were together. Porter, man, you gotta talk to me. I can help. I mean, I have actual degrees that say I can. Porter stares at the geese in the pond. A woman with bright red hair catches his attention. She's laughing and playing with her dog. To his surprise, 
he's showing no signs of a panic attack. Porter takes a deep, cleansing breath and looks at Dax. Maybe I'll take that seat now. Okay. I loved her. I know. I mean, I, I was in love with her. Yeah, man. I know. It, it was pretty obvious. When she said yes to that date, I got weird and nervous. I didn't know what to say, but it was a good first date. It was good. She kissed me. I wasn't expecting that. I should have gone upstairs with her. I should have gone up. You can't keep beating yourself up about that. She knew that you tried. She knew that you loved her. Dax, don't do that. You're not my therapist. I'm sorry. Uh, I know. When you went in to get coffee for Luke, he told me something. He told me that... Just... take your time. Dax. I'm sorry. Just... whenever you're ready. When you went inside, he, um... I, I went to get him a ride, and... <sighs> Shit. He told me that he killed Genevieve. <laughs> what? Luke said he killed Genevieve. Did he use those exact words? Well, no, but... He said he thought I was going to stay in her apartment that day. But when, uh, when I left to call the police, he said he couldn't let me leave. He wanted me to die, too. No. He, he was just messing with you, right? I mean, yeah, he was just messing with you. He always gets a little dramatic when he's drunk. I don't think he was actually drunk, Dax. No. He did it. No. I know it's hard to believe. Why? Did he say why? He said I took her. You're describing what sounds like possessive personality disorder. Do, do you understand that? No. I would have seen the signs. I've known Luke for nearly 20 years. There's no way. Dex, you should have seen his face. I'm positive. Why would I make this up? I don't know. I... He, he's never shown violent tendencies. Really? You know what I mean. He's never tortured anything. He's never tried to seriously injure anyone. He, he, he loved her. Why would he do that? Because she didn't love him. You haven't told anyone else, have you? No. Why the hell not? Because he threatened me. He told me that he'd hurt Myra and you and, and probably Anna. I just... I'm freaking out a little because now I told you. You need to tell the police that, that Detective Hadley... Haley... Whatever. No, that is completely out of the question. Plus, she wouldn't fucking believe me anyway. You're kidding, right? No. Didn't you hear me? He said he... 
He said he'd hurt everyone I loved. I can't risk that. You heard what he said about Myra at the party. He's mad that we're together. I couldn't handle that. How will he even know if you tell anyone? Oh, I, I, I don't know, because he'll be arrested or questioned or something. He'll know. He'll know. He'll find out. And then what? I just wait around for him to blow somebody else up? That woman on the news. That was him? Pretty sure. He thought I told Dr. Abbott. Even though I told him I didn't. Did you? No! I was too scared. Porter, you have to go to the police. I can't risk it. Then what are we going to do? I don't know. Wait it out, I guess. He hasn't tried to hurt anybody. Not really. I didn't think he was going to hurt that woman. I think, I think he was just messing with me. So if I just keep my mouth you, shut... Sh you can't be serious. What am I supposed to do? There's no way I can tell the police. He'll know. What if, he, what if he's already done something? I mean, he, he's back with Allie now, so, so he's always at their place. We have to do something. We can't. Inside the downtown Nashville Public Library is one of the few working payphones in the entire city. The night following Porter's confession, Dax drives 15 miles out of his way to get to that payphone. He almost loses his nerve when he sees the call will be 50 cents instead of 25. Thankfully, there's a lone quarter in his cup holder. us again next week for another episode of Boom. This episode featured the voices of Garrett Delosier as Porter, Avalon Heron as Dax, Wendy Keeling as Detective Haley, Kristen James as Detective Santos, Peter Aylward as Dan, David Hiller as Harry, and me, Michael R. as the narrator. Season 2 was recorded at Pod Studio 1 in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Production sound, Carl Huber. Assistant directors, Amanda Lorraine and Van Donnell. Sound design and mixing, Joshua Sui. Original music, Brian Irwin. Script supervisor, Delilah Ferrer. Production assistant, Brian Allen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, including a full list of cast and crew, and where to find us on social media, please visit boom.observerpictures.com. Thank you for listening, and please share this podcast with a friend. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, 
through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.